Welcome to the Trilogy of Terror podcast. In the last Trilogy of Terror episode, I talked about Zombie Flesh Eaters 1, 2 and 3. Now, two of those were not good films... I still find them really enjoyable, but not in the way the filmmaker would have wanted. So I wanted to talk about this idea of a film that's bad, but still entertaining. And I thought I'd discuss it with someone who's a bit of an expert on the subject. So that person, who's sniggering in the background, is Nico Vaughan. Uh, who, me, yes. Who is a lecturer, a comedian, yeah. has worked in the film industry, and is an author of a book called Rubber Sharks and Wooden Acting, The Ultimate Bad Movie Guide. Exactly. And is also uh, one of the co-founders of the Bad Film Club, which has been going for 11 years. Uh, 11 years. Yeah. So, Nico, hello. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm a bit uh, stiff, actually, today. Um, really? Yeah, I've been outside. I've been strimming. And... Uh, <laughs> Is that what they call it nowadays? Actually, kids and your sex act games. Sex oh. act games, gardening. It's not that exciting. Actually, I'm thinking about it. what's what's the American thing for streaming because they probably call it something else. They probably think it's something filthy. What do Americans call that? Fisting. No, no, it's... <laughs> no. I'm thinking, is it weed whacking or something like that? Anyway, mowing the grass. You know, you're digging a very big hole for yourself, young man. <laughs> not the first time. <laughs> Right, so anyway, so talking about these films, that are so-called yes. bad films. Okay, right, what is the appeal of bad films? Why do people love bad films? That depends on the bad film and the reason why it's a bad film, because there are good bad films and bad bad films. Mm, indeed. So good bad films are, so we work on a, on a, on a circle. So if a film uh, is, is really bloody boring... And then it goes, oh, actually, this is a bit more entertaining. Okay, this is actually so bad, it's funny. This is now turned from a, a serious film now into comedy. It's come full circle, and now it's actually changed genres. It's become <laughs> an unexpected comedy. That's a great bad movie. Right. The dull bad movies are the ones that are just so boring that nothing happens, and it just doesn't go anywhere. So bad, bad movies are vastly unentertaining. Things like Batman and Robin, that's not, that's a bad movie. That's not an entertaining bad movie. That's just, <laughs> that's just agony. But something like, as we say before, like Tall 2 or Shark Attack 3 or Robicide or any of those, or Top Gun even, uh, all bad for different reasons, but unintentionally funny, which is why I think bad comedies never work mm. uh, as good bad movies because, you know, if something is so serious, it's funny that's entertaining if something is trying to be funny and doesn't make you laugh that's terrible yeah and what's that strange noise in the background was that that's you or was my that cat. my car's here it's just going... oh it's your, it's your car come on, come on. <laughs> go now come on to LA. <laughs> i thought it was you i thought you'd been drinking that pepsi stuff we've <laughs> no, been talking about no. uh right so so what if a film is a good bad film yes. what sort of things would you expect to find in it what would be what are the entertaining you know, things? Looking at something that, that whose idea is way beyond their ability to execute. So you're looking at a film, the very B 
big intentions, not like, like um, battleships or something like. Uh, well, do take. I, I will talk about Shark Attack Three all of the time, but something mm-hmm. like that, which has this sort of at its core this massive idea, but then none of the talent or the actors or the script writers or the filmmakers or the editors to be able to put that together to make it as good as it could be. It falls short, and when it falls short, good intentions as it is, it becomes comedic. Like it's like Crossroads. Remember Crossroads? Oh yes. Yeah, that was terrible. But it, intention was to be this big soap opera, but the actors were always shit, and the scripts were always terrible, and the set was always wonky, and so it became funny. So anything that sort of, sort of skips its genre, anything that's ultra serious, eighties cop movies or action films are rife with it. They're not necessarily, you know, terrible films like a Commando. That's not a, and it's itself no different from any other 80s action film, but it's so ridiculous that uh, it's not aged well. It's not particularly uh, well thought out, and so it becomes funny. It's that study that those um, are they Norwegian guys that did the how bad film club, how bad audiences are uh, more intelligent than people who watch good films. Oh yeah, so I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, they yeah. sent me the they sent me the paper, and I read Ooh. the paper. And I think what it, what they're talking about is the fact that when you watch, if you watch a, a good, bad movie, you're very intelligent, obviously, we all are, because what we're doing is, as we're watching the film, we're decoding it as what it is and recoding it as another film. So we're actually translating the film in real time from a, a tragedy or a horror or a, uh, an action into a sort of uh, intentioned comedy as we go along so we're actually watching two films at the same time and choosing which film that we want to see and so that makes us vastly intelligent and that's what we're doing when watching a good bad movie we're decoding what the what the director wanted and we're recoding it with our own agenda which is oh my god look at this it's ridiculous and as it's ridiculous it's very funny Blimey, that went quite deep then. I was thinking you it's just like the equivalent of watching someone slip and fall on their arse. I was thinking it was you were gonna well, say. I'm a doctor, love. I'm a doctor, it's for living. Come on now. Because <laughs> I was gonna ask you this sort of thing is that um people could say that if, if someone enjoys a film because it's bad, does that mean you're just being mean? Are you just kind of laughing at the failure and feeling superior? No, no, I don't think so. There are some people that do, but then they're not enjoying it. To ridicule something from a, a derisory point of view, is not to have any fun, surely. Mm. Well, people who like bad movies love bad movies. People who go and see The Room love The Room. <laughs> you, can't, you can't tell them it's a terrible film. They have a real connection to it, a real affection for it. You can't tell me that Shark Attack 3, again, um, isn't a great film, because I love that film, and I love it because it's so terrible. And I'm not making fun of it, although I suppose I am on some level, hmm. but everything that's wrong with it is endearing. Like any Ed Wood film you see is endearing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I think there's also a, quite a lot of affection as well when you're, you're <laughs> watching, when you're enjoying a bad film. Yes. I, I've always thought that I often watch a bad film, and it's not with kind of hatred and, and, and no. all this. I actually, I actually love the film. It's... You know, what I love kind of bits. an asshole watches a film to not enjoy themselves? Well, I'm going to watch this and I'm going to hate every minute of it because, you know, I was never loved as a child. No, you, you watch these films because you want to enjoy them. You're just enjoying them on a different level. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I was on another podcast recently on the Ancient Slumber podcast, and I said in there that I love a good zombie movie, but I love a bad zombie movie even more, which makes me think of Zombie Lake, which seems to divide a lot of opinion. So now you're a woman. So let's just say you've been driving along in a camper van with all your netball mates. (laughs) Of course I do. You pass a muddy pond. Yes. How do you stop yourself from flinging all your clothes off and frolicking in six inches of dirty water? You know what? It's difficult. <laughs> it's a it's a craving that us women have all of the time. I it thought is, so, yeah. Any movie you watch, you'll see how difficult it is for a group of women to be together and not be in their underwear. <laughs> in their underwear? Uh, oh, I see what you the, mean. At the yeah. very least. At yeah. the very least, when three or four of us get together. I was going to say, I don't remember we, much underwear in Zombie Lake. <laughs> we fight the urge to just be our underwear. Yeah. And, then if, and if we are, say, we're out bra shopping, because why not when women... <laughs> Then it's very it's very difficult then if we see any body of water or forest or anything <laughs> to just take all our clothes off and start frolicking about. You don't you don't think it wasn't it was that sort of amazingly inappropriate bing bong music that made them do it some sort of no. subliminal thing. No, no, that that music occurs when women get together. <laughs> when we get together and take our clothes off, that just naturally happens. <laughs> So, so the important question here I'm asking you, now this is important, is Zombie Lake, is it is it a good bad film or a bad bad film? Of course it's a bloody good bad film. Yay! I don't know who is saying it's a bad bad film. Well, I'll give you a list. They <laughs> need, need to check themselves before they wreck themselves. I mean, any film that has a zombie Nazi come back from the dead to take his daughter out for a day out is a great <laughs> film. Before that, before she sets fire to all of the zombies, they have a lovely day out. <laughs> where they're just wandering around. And I sometimes like to think their conversation is, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> let me take you to the zoo tomorrow. It'll be fun, yeah? So, you know, whoever says they're terrible films is wrong. <laughs> wrong. But, she, but I, I love the fact that, that every time they, they touch anyone, the green smudges off onto the I other person. Better stick up blood they've been keeping in their mouths (laughs) i find that bit distasteful there's there's so many things about that film that i just love all the way through it whether it's the equipment on display the the the, the mayor's office (laughs) it's brilliant isn't it the floor's full of plugs where yes they're going to step over all the all the electrics and the cam there's a big there's a big mirror when you can see the camera crew the next time we shoot there there's a cloth (laughs) put over it oh shit we better film that again they got don't fucking worry about it, Henry. Just put the cloth over it. It'll be fine. <laughs> Nobody's going to make it this far into the film anyway. It's going it to be all right. Oh, it's just so much to say. And every time I watch that, I find more ridiculous films. I think the last time I watched it, they, they went to the mayor's office and you could see him standing behind the frosted glass waiting for his <laughs> waiting cue. For <laughs> Brilliant. See, Ancient Slumber Podcast and Strange and Deadly Podcast. I hope you heard that. Hey, you Strange and Deadly Podcast. <laughs> You're going to wind your neck in. <laughs> I, I seriously do not see how anybody cannot <laughs> love that crappy movie. No, now there there are certain film directors who've yes. got a bit of a name for making bad movies. So I'm thinking back to the Zombie Flesh Eaters two and three that I talked about last time. Now their directors between them, they came up with trashy gems like Cruel Jaws, Rats Night of Terror, Hell of the Living Dead, Troll Two. So there's a kind of yeah, yeah. pattern there. And, and believe me, both of them are on my list of directors for the future that I want to look at. Is the pattern 
shittily thought out terrible movies well absolutely but but the first time i went to bad film club you were you were doing piranha 2 flying killers or 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 as i like to think of it i like to think of it as piranha 2 fish puppets sliding down wires at screaming people and that was directed by james cameron as in titanic and avatar and Mm. so big names can do this stuff as well and big actors, Any, mm. anybody can do. Uh, so it takes the you know a favor to somebody to be in their movie or to help with their movie, and that's it. You're tarred for mm. life. Mm. The only people who are affected, I think, is uh, Michael Caine. He's the only <laughs> one that seems to be able to do terrible movies. Did he say something about um, the Jaws of Revenge? About uh... I've never seen it, but I have seen the house that's it bought, it. and that's very nice. That's exactly. So he didn't care. So that's good on him. Don't hit me up on my shark knowledge, motherfucker. Ooh. I will take you down. Right, okay then. Tell us a bit tell us a bit more about this then. Tell us about because you're really into the shark movies as well as, as other things. I love a good shark. And I love you, a good shark you've, movie and a bad you've shark. You've mentioned movie. a couple of times now Shark Attack Three. Have, have I? I think I've got Shark Shark Attack Three Tourette's. It always comes out every I day I mention. I can't it. believe more people haven't heard of this film, I have to say. That's, that's right. The internet is rife. <laughs> Especially since shark films are, you know, the the flavor du jour people should uh, you know watch the ultimate bad shark film it survived the ice age and it's been living in darkness for 60 million years nothing has ever disturbed its perfect peace until now this shark isn't just some rare species it can grow in excess of 75 feet long it's supposed to be extinct. You're telling me one of these things is swimming off my coast? People pay a lot of money to come down here. They expect to use everything, including the beaches. We've got a 60-foot shark swimming off our coast that's not going to go away. We've got a shark heading for the shore. Get everyone out of the water now. You knew something was dangerous down there, and you let them dive anyway. Go tell your story. Who would believe you? A disgruntled employee with stolen confidential documents? We know the Meg's attracted to the cable. That cable goes to full power. There is no telling how many of these we're going to have on our hands. can't let that system go online. Full throttle, now! Mark 44 torpedo. It'll blow a hole. Clears with the hull of a battleship. No! Oh, my God! John Barrowman. Absolutely. I could not, not love a film <laughs> where John Barrowman is pretending to be in Mexico when he's clearly somewhere like Belarus or somewhere like that, you know? Or Slovakia, wherever he yeah. was. I don't know where he was, but yeah. So, what is, what is it about that one in particular then? Because that's one of your favourites, clearly. So, what is it about that it's one? It's my ultimate favourite. It's my uh, go to bad movie. It's not just. It's not so much John Barrowman's inability to not smile and laugh all the way through the film, or that line, which you yes. don't want to say. No, no, don't say people. that line, but you have to hear that no. to believe it. <laughs> you have to hear that in Best context. line in cinema history, I think. It's called that. If you go on YouTube and, and, um, and search best line in film, that mm. that comes up. Oh, absolutely. That is the best line. It's the... <laughs> Again, I know it had some good ideas, but it obviously just <laughs> fell short of everything. The the fact that the shark at the end changed its size 
that you know it can swallow a, a speedboat. <laughs> <laughs> then it's the same size as a, like a, um, a one of those skidoo things, and it's the same size as an entire pleasure cruiser. The fact, the fact that the first shark is like this papier-mâché thing that's just <laughs> trying to poke John Barrowman, and that goes on forever. Everything about this film. I think, quite, I think quite a lot of us would quite like to poke John Barrowman, but I think that's not a. <laughs> you know what he'd let. You. <laughs> <laughs> so any any others that you think are worth? If somebody doesn't know much about bad films or they want to know what the fuss is about, what other one? Are there any others that you'd recommend as a good sort of a a good one to give you an idea? Well, this depends on what and see. This is the problem. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own favourite genres. Well, let's go. Let's say with so, like a horror-ish kind of a, a genre. Horror for, uh, would be something like aerobicide. Okay. Why? Why aerobicide? Why that one? <laughs> apart from the title, which is good enough. Apart from the title, it's great. But <laughs> but the the thing I like about aerobicide is this gym where people keep getting murdered, and it <laughs> never closes, never <laughs> shuts down. No one goes. Oh, there's been seven murders here, Dave. We, do you think we should close up? No, let's keep going. I'm sure the seven's a charm, and then the eighth one happened. <laughs> and it's just, it's just so eighties in its, in its ideas and its little workouts with the little leotards and their ridiculous murders and the ending, which is the stupidest ending in the world. It's just, and it's got that eighties um, horror film uh, uh, soundtrack. It's just. It's an onslaught for the senses. And I love it. Just the fact that somebody decided to make a slasher film around aerobics. I mean, you can't get much more 80s than that. <laughs> no. They've all got the little uh, leg warmers oh, on. Oh, brilliant. See, see, you've got me on board with that already. <laughs> it's it's like the the um, YMCA part of um, Can't Stop the Music, and they've turned that into oh. a film about a slasher. Horror yes, yes, film. but without the nudity. Is that the one with all the nudity in it? <clears throat> what YMCA? Yeah, that yeah, that's got a lot of a lot of dongs in there. It's funny how I remembered that one. I don't know why I remember <laughs> that. It's funny. Isn't it? that seems to come why. to mind. Whether people just didn't notice, no. I don't know. But I noticed straight yeah. away. <laughs> you also did uh, recently because uh, in the Bad Film Club, you did Troll Two. Now that's a bit of a bad film staple, isn't it? That's a, that's a classic. absolutely. <laughs> You're late. I'm sorry we had a small mishap. Here are the keys. Um, here are eyes. Have a nice stay in Milbar. You in our city. Still telling the same story, Josh? Powers of evil are very strong here. I must leave. And remember,
there's these goblins. Not trolls, yeah. Not trolls, obviously. And they live in Neil Gob. Huh? Took us ages to figure out what that was about. <laughs> Those PhDs in the audience, none of us could work it out. Oh, until he saw it in the mirror. It's goblin backwards. <laughs> but tiny, tiny, <laughs> tiny goblins turning people into vegetables and eating them. <laughs> and that's the entire film. Ah. Apart from that weird popcorn sex scene. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> She comes at him with the corn of the cob and fills an entire Winnebago with popcorn. See, now that is weird because you think, oh my God, what is this, what is this going to do? Because you think there's yeah. a sex, sex scene coming. She's waving corn on the cob around and you think, what's going to go on here? And Where's it's not what you think. <laughs> no, it really isn't, is it? No, no. It's just not. It's got my, and of course got our favourite uh, goblin, Lefty. Oh, yes, yes. Left, lefty. <laughs> Of all of all the prosthetics in that lefties, it's like they left lefty by a fire. Yeah, oh, his, his face is melted. Got, and his eyes are a bit more. Oh, uh, he got the one that was He's left at the end. The costume was left. It's not allowed to have a proper, oh. proper weapon. He's only allowed to have a pointy stick. <laughs> As if they've all gone. Oh, come on now, lads! We've got to go get these new people. And lefty's gone. Can I come? But, oh, God, <laughs> Lefty wants to come. My mum's making us take him. Give him a pointy stick and tell him he's part of the gang. I also love in there the famous scene where you've got um, uh, the, the, the grandfather ghost that just keeps coming back, does not go away, keeps coming back, tells the little boy he's got to stop them eating the uh, delicious-looking green, gooey green food. food. And he decides that the only way to, to stop them eating the food is not to say, don't eat the food, or to push the table over. What does he do? Mm piss all over it. Yeah, because that's the first thing you'd think of. That is not, not the that's first thing you'd do. Yeah, absolutely. When, yeah. It, when it worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it did. But like I said, that's a classic. I mean, Trial 2 is a classic. Geely is a classic. Showgirls is oh, a I classic. Oh, I love Showgirls. If you yes. want to go in with a kind of, you know, a general, a, a film that generally everybody agrees is bad. Yes. Then those are the ones you go in for. Yeah. Geely especially. Glitter was another oh, one. Mariah Carey. Jaws, yeah, Jaws 4. Oh, Jaws 4. Everyone agrees. Brilliant. But say when we do something like Commando or Top Gun, then people get a bit, ah, oh, made money, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but just because someone made money doesn't mean it's... McDonald's makes money. <laughs> doesn't mean their product is good for you or nourishing in any way. I don't know if McDonald's is one of your sponsors. <laughs> sponsors? <laughs> I have to say that uh, it's, being on this podcast is a bit of a problem for me oh, yeah. because I have, I have, not just because of our past sexual history, <laughs> uh, it's because, right. <laughs> because I have been told many times that the way I say the word horror is weird. I did notice that and I didn't say anything. Yeah. Yes. No. no. It's a bit like uh, Bendit Cumberbatch's Penguin. Oh. I, I don't hear that it's different, <laughs> but apparently I say horror weirdly. Yeah, in a kind of an American and, and way. Weird. Yeah, because a lot yeah. of Americans, they say and, horror, and it sounds like they're saying whore. And it's a little bit, it yeah. always makes takes me a bit of a, just a couple of seconds to work out that they're not saying what I thought they said. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, go back to these films. I wanted to say about yes. because there's been a couple of sort of trends in um, like sort of trashy films lately. Um, in the 2000s, it was like the dawn of the mockbuster, and the asylum in particular was one of these companies that were churning out all these like transmorphers and paranormal entity and Atlantic Rim and all these very familiar sounding 
films on a fraction of the budget, yes. not necessarily anything to do with the other film, but they kind of these mockbuster. Yeah, yeah. What do you make of those? Are they good, bad films, or, or what do you think? Uh, I like the asylum. I don't. I don't mind this. I don't mind some of the asylum stuff because they're they're kind of taking back the idea of uh, of guerrilla filmmaking. I mean, if you've seen Snakes on a Train, mm-hmm. that's, that's that's wonderful. That's you know, it's all very low budget. Mm. Everything they do, very low budget. There's the uh, there's the Avengers one as well, which is a fairy tales. Well, they just they're just reeling you in with the with the cover. Yes, it's when you get into Sharknado. Where they've gone, oh, actually, people really love these, not mockbusters, but yes. these sort of weird, well, yeah. uh, made bad movies. Absolutely, yeah. Then I've got no time for well, that. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about, that following on, because that seems to be the way it's moved on after that, is that you get these sort of um, self-aware, intentionally bad films. So Sharknado, yeah. and there's loads of these, like, mega shark and something, something. I mean, one example I always think of is... Tiffany and Debbie Gibson shouting bitch and throwing each other around in a cat fight in Mega Python versus Gatoroy. Now, to me, that's hard to resist, you know, in that, why would I not want to see that? But I just wondered, because these films are kind of knowing, you, you don't class those as bad films. You are going to get it, you gator baiting bitch. Only in your dreams! <gasps> <laughs> Watch a film like that. Watch King King Cobra. Mm-hmm. You know that's not that's not an intentionally bad film. It just happens to be mm. shit uh, because you know it's it's the best they can do. Mm. But you you think to to try and manufacture a good mm. bad movie, mm. it kind of takes the the reason why it's an enjoyable movie out yes. of it. It's somebody else's idea of what you should be enjoying yes. it's like you know oh, let's do sharknado five. Oh, this time they're all driving cars well mm. that you set out that to be a stupid film it's kind of like the b movies like um conga or, or ag or any of those <laughs> sort of thing where they they come out to be these sort of unbelievable and sort of popcorny nothingness films mm. that have no heart to them and i don't think there's any heart in those films they're enjoyable but then again i it, I feel like you know the sort of people who love um, who loved bands before they were famous, mm-hmm. and then their band is really famous, and they go, "The music shit now, so as it used to be." That's how I feel sometimes about this idea that there are bad movies being manufactured for clueless audiences who don't know what a, what the joy of a really good bad movie is. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, oh yeah, well you know, Sharknado's fine, but here look, here's Bait, here's Shark Attack Three, here's Jaws Four. <laughs> These are much better because they were trying harder. Mm. They were actually trying to make a film, and that's more endearing than somebody in a suit going, "What should you do now?" Oh, I know, uh, mega cockroach versus uh, radioactive ant. That's great. Let's let's make that. So there's no reason to make those films other than making a bad movie. I mean, what's the point of that? What's the point of intentionally making something that people are are, are going to laugh at? It's like uh, parody movies. That's what I feel they're like. You know, like um, people that do the uh, what are they called? Not another teen movie. Oh and all yes, sort of yeah, scary yeah, like movie that. and that kind of thing. Yeah, and all it's, it's yeah, and uh, was it forty-year-old virgin 
was it, when it took that all those Apatow films and put them together mm. to make these sort of you know soulless cash-in <laughs> and that's what they are they're soulless mm. cash-ins <laughs> not that they can't be enjoyable people you know people like them and that's fine I'm not I'm not gonna be the sort of person who goes you can't watch those how dare you but I would steer them in the way of actual proper greatness when it comes to band yeah music. I think I mean there were a few of those at the very beginning when they started when they started to produce those at the beginning there were a few that I was quite on board with I didn't mind I thought they were Mega Shark versus yes. Giant Octopus and the Piranha one as Mega Piranha I quite like that. You know, they were quite good, right. but then they got a bit too aware that they were getting a yeah. lot of following for being... They did, that, they did that advertising marketing thing of, oh, actually, we could cash in on this. Mm. Mm. Let's do this all of the time. Yeah, okay, it's the same thing. Yeah. Over and over again, a big thing versus another big thing. Yeah. You want a big thing? Go well, to... I know, that sounds quite appealing to me so far. <laughs> yeah. Go, go... <laughs> Look at new images catalogue yeah, yeah. rather than the asylum catalogue. Yeah. Go look at spiders where the giant spider is attacking <laughs> the town and you've just got this really massive CGI spider and then the guy goes, oh my God, it's wrecking everything. And it cuts the spider just kicking over a bin. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's brilliant. Because the other thing I was going to ask you about finally is, um, of course, yes. bad films, um, they also get their own awards as well. Because there's the, the Razzies, yeah, the Golden Raspberry Awards. Every year, these come around. Is it around the same time as the Oscars, isn't it? Oscars, yes. Yeah. So what what are your... Th- Usually there's a smaller theatre around oh, the corner. Oh, definitely. Um, what, what's your thought on that? I like the Razzies because, then they're, again, they're in a different league. They're not, um, they're not after the low-budget guys. They're not after the... Um, the like like birdemic and after that they're not after people that are doing these films intentionally they're quite their point i see the point of the razzies is to burst the sort of ego bubble of the people who make movies because people who make movies take themselves very Mm. seriously regardless of what movie that they've been making Mm. i guarantee the people who made shark attack 3 thought they were making the best (laughs) movie in the world quite confused (laughs) the people people are laughing at it and Lord knows it took us a long time to try and get the um, the right to see it the first time. They didn't want us to show it in public. Really? But what? Yeah. Oh, they tried to take it back three times. Wow. They, to say, they were very suspicious as to why we wanted to show it. Um, but the Razzies kind of go, no, what we're doing is we'll take uh, the most, most ridiculous films that, that Hollywood has spent money on. Trying, uh, trying to pass it off as entertainment and we will highlight that and go this is not acceptable and I think the fact that the Razzies are around it does help the um, the film industry up its game a little bit because you know they go oh, when Catwoman came out for God's sake they must have known <laughs> I was funny you was funny you were saying that because that was one of the rare occasions when um, Halle Berry actually came to accept her award she yes did. I was quite impressed that she did that. Sandra Bullock yes. as well for what about, is it, what about Steve? Or yes, yeah. that was yeah, yeah. They, so they, I mean, and those that can hold their hand. Quite a lot of the crew and the, the writers and some of the filmmakers will go and accept the award because they go, "Yep, fair cop." <laughs> I phoned it in that day. <laughs> I'm sorry, I won't do it again. I've got so many people to thank because. You don't win a Razzie without a lot of help from a lot of people. So please indulge me and just let me, you know, go through this. Um, first of all, I want to thank Warner Brothers. 
thank you for putting me in a piece of shit god-awful movie. It's very rare that they have um, sort of people that come uh, that, that are nominated more than once, apart from Adam Sandler, obviously. Oh, yeah. But they also, what the Razzies will do, also had this um, thing of the Redemption Award, and they gave it to Ben Affleck for turning his career around. So they, they gave him a positive award, which is well done, well mm. done. You, you've got an award, not for being a terrible person anymore, but for actually managing to turn your career around and, and making it good. So here, have an award. So I, I really do like the Razzies, not just because it's bad films, because sometimes they don't, they don't do bad, bad films. They just do films that they think are a waste of time or uh, ridiculous or um, should never be made in the first place. Mm. Mm. But sometimes they have great bad movies in there. I mean, and then the categories are always great. The... Uh, worst on-screen couple where um, Sharon Stone's boobs got nominated <laughs> because they pointed in different directions. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's brilliant. They've got a sense of humour about filmmaking. And I think there needs... To, the, it, it, film Film remains, unfortunately, one of the very few... Let's call it art form, love. Should we call it art form? Where it takes itself way too seriously. Way too seriously. People in the theatre don't take themselves as seriously as people who, who make films. And that's every filmmaker, not just the people making the massive blockbusters to the film students that I have to put up with who are talking, you know, making their little student films. But every filmmaker seems to take their sort of craft very, very seriously. Um, and we need someone with a massive pin to pop that bubble every mm. now and then go, what were you thinking? Mm. I mean, really. <laughs> Xanadu, please. Come on now. Oh, well, it's been brilliant talking to you and getting all your thoughts on these things, but... It has been lovely talking to you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, but before you disappear, though, um, I just want to ask you, if people want to find out a bit more about you and the Bad Film Club, how can they do that? Where can they do that? Uh, well, you must um, shine a torch into the night sky and uh, click it three times and we will appear. <laughs> like a bat? Or, <laughs> yeah. Or, or you can go to um, badfilmclub.com. It's up to you, mm -hmm. but the torch thing will be round. Yeah, yeah, that's very impressive. Yeah. And the other thing that I need to ask you as well is yeah. your book, which I have to say I have read. I have read, honest. Nobody <laughs> No, I, I've read it and it's very funny, actually. I, I laughed quite a lot in it, especially your descriptions of the films. Very, very good. Um, so if somebody wants to know a bit more about that... I like the fact that I took you by surprise. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, actually, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't expect to. I mean, I've met her loads of times. She's never seemed funny to me. But... Oh, I thought, oh, I'll just be polite and read it. No, no, it was yeah, good. Just, it yeah. was good. No, actually. <laughs> so if any... Did you recreate the, the sex scene from Roadhouse? Oh, God. You and your sex with belly buttons and... I don't I know. know, and I and I think I could have done without your your grandparents <laughs> scenario as well. Oh, <laughs> no, that could have I could have done without that one, but uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so if someone's interested in finding your book, where can they get hold of that? Yeah. I don't know, Amazon, I guess. And <laughs> and you better remind us the title: Rubber Sharks and Wooden Acting. The uh, Ultimate Guide to Bad Movies, I think it's Brilliant. Called. I think it's called. Yeah, I just wrote it. I remember a long time ago. It's very jolly. Okay, okay. Oh, well, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for that. Uh, you are welcome. No, thank you. And uh, I will speak to you sometime soon or see you at the Bad Film Club. Hooray! Thank you very much. Don't forget to visit and like the Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter at IamGoreBlimey. Or email us at trilogypodcast at gmail.com.
I've got all my notes in front of me. I've got a cup of tea, so, you know. I've got a cup of coffee as well, so I'm all ready. So I might get hyper by halfway through, don't worry. I've got a cup of coffee, and surprisingly not that Pepsi Max. Pepsi with ginger. Gin- yeah, yeah, surprising. I thought if I have that, I'll probably be burping all over this, so it's probably not good. It gives it uh, another level, love, another level. <laughs> Mind you, I'm quite partial to a bit of ginger, so, you know. <laughs> you? <laughs> I've, got, I've got one of those, like... Um... A call center headphones. Oh, on. I know them well. Right in my mouth. I can. How's that? Is that better? That that sounded, but that said strangely sensual. Then I don't know whether to be disturbed or aroused by that. Probably both. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my dates normally go. <laughs> I know who killed me. I thought would be another one. Oh yeah, oh that's true. Yeah, with the red and the blue. It's a horror film, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, it's certainly frightening to watch, but not because it's scary. But on many levels, like an onion. <laughs> like an onion. I love the idea of Lindsay Lohan being compared to an onion. I suppose it brings tears to your eyes. So I suppose it's the same <laughs> same thing. <laughs> the second one is just an unintentionally funny film that was just given the name. Because it was a oh, like troll too. Yeah, just nothing to do with it, but they just it had zombies in it, that'll do. And yeah. it has my favourite scene, which is a levitating head that flies out of a fridge and bites someone. That is my favourite scene in it. So that's the level. It sounds a lot like um the stewardesses, if you've seen that. Oh yes I have, yes. Yeah, where she's having having sex with that disembodied statue yes. head. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not far off actually. This one <laughs> even less realistic than that head. My my head immediately went to three uh, D porn when you talked about that. Uh, uh, uh. Obviously. <laughs> Somebody was talking about scratch and sniff porn the other day, which I found very... Why would you want to do that? I don't know. I really Mm, don't know. It smells like regret and a wasted education. (laughs) I was thinking I don't need that. I just eat cheese on toast while you're watching it. It's probably just as good. (laughs) uh... Probably. 